Which horror trope would you eliminate outright forever and would never miss? Um, relates to the movie that we Joe that we're going to talk about today. I'm not a fan. I'm kind of over the looking in a mirror and something shows up behind you trope. Now it's like so played out. Every time I see that a mirror, I'm like, all right, someone's going to jump there, and uh, it just never works anymore. It's just been beat to death. That happened 48 times in the nun. Be like, look behind you. Now it's in front of you. Look in the mirror. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The nun made mm. ample use of that particular trope. It's almost um, like it's made by the same studio that, oh, wait. Yeah. Well, The Conjuring only did it like three times, but like all, like all sequels. No, The Conjuring did it more than three times. No, every time the music box came on. So it was... Uh, okay, so you're talking, get stri- to you're talking a strictly mirror, not the whole like it's in front of you that you look forward to it's behind you type thing. Yeah, I think for okay. me it's just the mirror. I mean... Okay, so just the mirror stuff. Just gotcha, the mirror gotcha. stuff is... Because it's such a telegraph... You know, now a lot of stuff in horror movies is though, and I kind of feel like we we expect it, and like we want that though. Like you know, like as, as I guess it's a real like philosophical question is like, do we want that? Because we know what's going to happen, but are they going to get us with it? Like, what's it going to be? Where's it going to mm-hmm. be? It's almost like it's like we know what's going to happen. Like in horror movies, we know jump scares are going to happen when they're about to happen, f- but we still want them. I don't know because for me, my favorite kind of jump scares are the fake out ones where. You think it's going to happen, then it doesn't happen. And then some directors are better at this than others where they kind of hold it back, right? And then you're like, all right, whatever. And then it happens like, aha, that was fucking dope. All right, you know? Okay. A that's lot a, of that's it, a very, What if they do that with the mirror stuff? What do they do? Like, yeah, that might work. But like, you know, I think some directors or editors can't hold it long enough for it to like be effectual though. Like, I don't want to like look away from the mirror, look back. Oh, there it is. You got me on the second go. Like that's lame. But gotcha. when it's like 30 seconds or like a minute later, like by then you're, 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 I think your guard is down a little and it's more effectual. Why can you see a reflection of a ghost through a mirror, but can't see the ghost with your own eyes? Ghost powers, man. Mirror technology, bro. Why are ghosts doing half the shit that they're doing? It's a good question. You're a fucking ghost. You can do anything that you want. Well, what's and you funny pick is in the people? northern hemisphere, you can see ghosts in the mirror, but in the southern hemisphere, they can't see you in the mirror. <laughs> no, it's like the whole water Science, toilet bowl yeah. thing. Oh, okay. Here's mine. John, I wonder if it's what you're talking about. I am really, really tired of our main character slowly moving through a room. You can hear the music starting to tense up. Something's about to happen. Is oh hey, the neighbor came over some sugar. Oh, hey, that one's lame. I yeah. just faked you out. How did you like that, audience? Yeah, is that- it the neighbor or the fake out? It's the fake out. It's like every movie's like has this pseudo scare where it's gonna be something bad, but nah, it's just somebody else saying, "Hey, dinner's ready." Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm so not sick a fan. of that. It's like when the cat jumps out at you, you know, it's right? Like, oh my god, what's in this thing? Oh, the cat. Okay, you. Oh, scamp, you little. You we know. fooled you. Gotcha, audience. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Or is that different from what you're talking about? No, all right, like, I think The Grudge did a good job of it with the face in the bus window. I think that one gets most people. I liked in It when the clown came out of the projector because it felt like things had chilled out and then he fucking walks out of that projector. I thought that was dope. Let me see if I, I think I know what you're saying. So it's more of like a delay of the actual scare. Yes. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Like when the audience is been conditioned to expect the scare to happen at this moment, but then it doesn't. Yeah. But then, Oh, there it is. It happens a little later and puts you kind of off kilter. Yes. That's okay. what I like. Gotcha. All right. I agree with that. That's okay. To an extent, right? Obviously if a whole, if that was every scare in the movie, you'd be like within the first 10 minutes, you'd be like, all right, I get what this. Sure. And then it I would think you can do it once effect. per movie. I agree. For it to stay effective. Yes. But if you start doing it too many times, I get it. All right, Garrett, what about you? Mine's real simple. 
Killing animals. Straight up. <laughs> but that's RMO. What do you it's, mean? Oh, man. I, I mean, I don't mind. I mean, every now and then, maybe if it's like not as like gratuitous, but like, you know, like if you see someone like off screen, like swing a knife down and then, you know, the cat's there and you're like, oh, no, that sucks. Oh, the cat got it, you know? Yeah. But like seeing like the cat ripped open or like the, the rats like nailed to the wall. Sure, I get it. It's gruesome. It's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. I personally could do without it. So less of the actual mutilation on screen. Yes, less of the visual, the oh, the animal, the animal visual stuff. And again, that's that's a personal personal preference. I mean, I know it's effective, but oh, it just it's just rough. Well, I can guarantee you, we're probably going to get a lot more of that as we continue oh, I, on I, through this podcast. It is one of these standard horror tropes. That's true. I agree. With that, <laughs> let's roll the music and get into it. And <laughs> get that out. It stays. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark, again joined by John and Garrett. Fellas, how we doing today? Good. How we doing, fellas? Doing all right. Okay, that's good. What have we been up to since last time? I watched Hell House LLC Part 2, The Aberdeen Hotel. That's a long title. It really is. Now, you liked the first one. Loved it. Highly recommend it. It's a tremendous film. Thoughts on two? Uh, I wish it didn't exist. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like maybe the director was like a one-hit wonder. Oh, man. Yeah. The Hell House LLC was so great. You know what it is? And I think people who like Hell House LLC will agree the ending is kind of a little weak. And it's like they extrapolated the rest of the Hell House LLC 2. From now on, I will just call it Hell House 2. Um, Good call. Yeah. Like goes from that ending, right? So it tries to build upon what I think was and is widely, I think, regarded as the weakest part of the movie, and it just just tumbles in on itself. It's really bad. I'll tumble for you. Oh, sorry. No, I'm into it. That's probably better than <laughs> LLC 2. Um, yeah, it really was such a waste So they basically took the ending of part one and extrapolated on it, made part two, and yeah. it failed at it. Yes. To be a good sequel. Yeah, because like, that wasn't what people liked about part one. And like I get it. Like, okay, if they had made another found footage type scary haunted house movie, people would be like, all right, you're going back to the same well. So they want to do something different. Of course, they want to give backstory. Like, nobody... And watch backstory. Some of us love backstory. So overrated because mm. it's so rare that it's as good as whatever you think it's going to be. I want to know the story of this, and you find out, oh, that story sucks. Fuck. I wish mm. I didn't know. Well, you guys may be talking about two different things is over explaining the mystery of a horror versus backstory. Yeah, I don't think those are the same thing. Very different. But things. which Maybe. one do you think this does? I think this is like, it's. Oh, this place is haunted because X, Y, and Z happened here a long time ago, and it's like uh, I just don't care. And I it's think just that's, not a, good. that's a fine gray line. It, yeah. can, it, can, it can weave back. Sounds and like forth go more, either way. So, all right, well, avoid f- to. Wait, is what so I'm going to say they didn't call it Hell House LLC, the franchise, or Hell House LLC Incorporated, or any no. like other like kind of expansion business no. expansion it's term. The, did not have fun with the title. Oh, not at all. They, they just added a two and then a subtitle. What a okay. waste. Well. We're sorry to the four people that we convinced to watch LLC too. So I think I mean this people were so hyped about this because the original was so good. I imagine there's a lot of very heartbroken people. I bet across the inner tubes. Do you think they'll do a third? I mean, was did they leave it open ended? Is what I'm saying. Did they leave it open for another I can't one? Remember how it ended? Okay, I'm that just, good. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. 
Hollywood can make anything into a sequel. So if the money's there and if Shudder wants to pay for a third one, I think this was so shitty, though, that it should hopefully put the nail in the coffin. Or it's so shitty that the next thing they do is only going to be better. That's true. I mean, this could be like a Nightmare on Elm Street 2 situation where everyone's like, oh, what a franchise killer. And then they come back I've swinging. I've never seen it. You guys keep mentioning like part two and I'm all like, I got to watch through all these movies to like see how bad that you is. You got to get with it, man. Yeah. It's only we, the second one. I it's watched like... number four the other day. I'm already almost past. I'm, I'm <laughs> I've well seen past number you. one and I fell asleep halfway through number three. Okay. Ooh, number three. That's, that's like good. the home that's run. The good one. Yeah. <laughs> of the original run. Like is one, that the one three, with the wheelchair four. kid? Yeah. Okay, then yeah. That's like the best. Okay, well, looking forward to hearing your thoughts when you're done with that. If you fell asleep through yeah. three. Rule of thumb, if you actually want to pay attention to horror movies, don't don't like, you know, hang out with your date, you know? There's a good chance you're not gonna pay attention. Okay, that's fair. So maybe you gotta rewatch three then. By myself. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah, no three's way. great. <laughs> but so dream dream scenario, that's what happens. Reality twenty eighteen scenario, it's gonna be just another shitty money grab. Maybe. Speaking of shitty money grabs, I watched <laughs> Leatherface. No, actually, it's not that bad. It's actually a pretty good film. It has, uh, it, it doesn't, it's better than it has any right to be. Um, this movie came out in 2017. That's the worst vote of confidence ever. I thought it'd be shitty, but it was slightly not shitty, so. Well, I went Fuck in with, you piece of shit. You, you're not as bad as I thought you were, but damn you for not being that bad. So this movie went to direct TV. And was aired there. Wow. So no release they, at all? They filmed it in 2015. They shelved it, then put it out on DirecTV only. And then it finally came out, limited release. And then we got it. It's sitting at a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it doesn't have a good score. It's okay. not, uh, but I will say that I like it because I think the story is good, but it's not a good Leatherface origin film. And origin I, films rarely are. Yeah. And I don't want to go too deep into it because I actually want to talk about this one, but I wanted to mention it because Lily Taylor, who's in The Conjuring... She's the mother, Sawyer. She's Leatherface's mom oh. in this film. So I recommend that movie. If you can just detach yourself from the Leatherface lore, I think you'll have a good time with it. And we'll talk more about that in the future. Garrett, do you have anything? Uh, you know, not a whole lot. I mean, what is it? They're making a new grudge with... Who's the who's the old lady from um, Insidious? <sighs> um, Shay. Yeah. Something. Dude, I love her. She's amazing. Let me she find her gonna, name so we can Like, if she was say like, like, hey, come hang out with me at my grotto, I'd be like, uh, without a doubt. I'd book Do you a think she's ticket. a grotto person? I don't know. I feel like she's kind of. She seems she's chill. Like, she looks like she could, like, go kick it at a show, but she'd also be like, you know what? Let's just go, like, you know, sip some grape juice and, Maybe you she's know, like, kind of chill out. Let's go smoke out my van. That's what I'm picking up. That's the vibe. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like she's cool enough to do that, but I don't know if that's her go to. Anyway, we're putting a lot of words in her mouth. We should be really <laughs> careful. Anyway, she. We're like, sorry, Lynn Shay. Lynn Shay. Oh, Lynn Shay, uh, if you're out there. Keep it up, girl. Original Nightmare on Elm Street is the teacher. She was in she Kingpin. Was. She was in Detroit Rock City. She's in like three or four of the Insidious films. She's she's in all the Insidious films. She's in all yeah, kinds of like stuff. The, the yeah, she's she's fantastic. But anyway, yeah. she's... Franchise player of Insidious she's films. She's in the new Grudge movie that's coming out. And I think you sent me an article where like she said, this is like the scariest film she's ever done. Yeah, she was like, hands down, scariest thing I've ever done. It's like, really? Mm. So as much as we had some issues with The Grudge and as much as that movie fucked me up, like, visually, I'm kind of worried. I like, I kind of want to go see this, but I'm also like, oh, man, if it's that scary for her. I wonder if that's just Hollywood talk. Yes, I'm, th- I'm not. It's possible, but, like, I don't see, she doesn't seem like the kind of person to bullshit around, you know? We're in three weeks, it's going to be The Next Exorcist, and that's when you know it's going to be a shit movie. You know what? Your mom's The Next Exorcist. <laughs> How about that? Ouch. She's a nice lady. No offense to John's mom if you're out there listening. I think you're amazing. I hope that you are now listening. <laughs> <laughs>
I'll be honest. I don't have any interest in a grudge remake, even with her being in it as I much like as I grudge. like her. Like I just was so bored with the one we watched. So I don't know. Hopefully they can turn me around on it. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Speaking of bored, what did we watch today? We watched The Conjuring from 2013. Two I was hours not bored and at all, actually. 400 minutes of It was an non-stop. hour and 42 minutes. Good God. I paused it like six times. You're like, how much more of the movie is here? <sighs> I got to be honest, dude. It felt long. But I, I wasn't it. bored. Through, I, I was entertained through most of it. Are you not entertained, Mark? It's, it was. It's, I think for a movie, what, 2013, right? Mm-hmm. I think for a movie that came out in 2013, this is as, like, in the 21st century at all, this is as close to like a, a, like a slow burn horror film we're going to see in a mainstream production. And I appreciate that they gave it a shot. Is it like Hereditary or Suspiria, you know, where it's going to be like two hours of just farting around? No. <laughs> Hold on now. <laughs> farting nope. around? He's said it that's right it's true hereditary is not farting around (laughs) but i I will say uh hereditary farting around (laughs) on the dvd a low like a lot of build up but this movie tried to give it give time for things to breathe and i appreciated that i'll say this when you first recommend you because you talk like you have like a weird little heart on for fucking um, i like this movie the 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 conjuring movies like you know Like that whole Bloom House, you know, like you're like kind of in for that. Now, granted, they've kind of let you down recently. Yeah. But you really, really sold me on this The Conjuring. This is a great A movie. It's one of my one of my favorite horror movies, I would say. Top 10 for sure. And the first time I watched it, I was like, wow, John was right. That is actually a really good horror movie. It was really enjoyable. A little bit slow at parts, but you know what? Not detractingly slow. But man, on a second watch and arguably what? A, a second and a half watch because I fell asleep one time. Oh, I know I watched it. As of yesterday, you didn't remember the last half of the film. I watched it. I don't even remember the whole ending of the film. And Mark was like, dude, that's like a third of the film. And I was like, oh, I got to rewatch this movie again. So three times now. Um, This is like my 20th watch. It feels a little bit long, but it was was good from start to finish. Like last night, I was watching it again and I fell asleep at one point. And um, I was like, well, I've already seen it. I'll, you got to drink some coffee before you watch movies, bro. I'm going to tell you um, what. Stop watching them at 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah, man. man. <laughs> I fell asleep. And then like, I woke up at one scene. And then I was like, oh, my God, that was scary. Well, I'll just go back to sleep. I couldn't sleep after that. The visual was so fucked up. I was like, oh, my God. So I did watch I it all the way through. I think this movie does time. a great job with creeping horror that they completely throw out the window. Like, if you compare The Nun to this movie... Oh, The Nun is fucking garbage compared to this movie. They have turned jump scares up like a thousand percent, turned down any kind of brooding atmosphere all the way, and it's like night and fucking day. It's crazy how much just in five years sort of a horror franchise could change so much and become so shitty. It's weird how they took this movie and broke it down into a really simplistic template and yeah. then the people who use the template don't have the same, it feels like the love or affection for the the total product and more just like following the template. And that's what the nun kind of feels yeah. like. And Annabelle Creation, it kind of feels like they're like, we got to hit X, Y, and Z. No, I liked Annabelle Creation. Yeah, I was, I was so, so on Annabelle Creation. But um, yeah, I feel like you're right. It's it's definitely, this one does all that stuff much better than yeah. the later ones. Like think about... I mean, I'm going to jump way ahead here. Maybe I should wait. I'll wait. But I think there's a specific scene that you would never see in a Conjuring movie, and I'll talk about it when we get there. I think the Conjuring movie is a very important horror movie for today's current uh, climate in the horror industry. Yes. I think it was like a genre-defining movie. It helped get us out of the slump of the 2000s, I think, 
when we were getting yeah. Grudge 2, 3, Ring, you know, all the same type of like, oh, this was done in Japan, now we're doing it over here. In terms of modern big budget movies, you know what I mean? Like, this one brought in a lot of money. But it also did open the floodgate for a million fucking, like, exorcism, like, possession pieces of shit that yeah. we also got around the I think time. this broke, like, the... I think if you think what about... Was the, did the Emily Rose thing come out before or after this? That was mid-2000, like 2005. Yeah. Oh, okay, so maybe I'm wrong about that. I think I horror was, like, recovering from Paranormal Activity in 2013. That's true, okay. Paranormal Activity, I think, was 2008, and so we would have been on, like, Paranormal Activity 4 by 2013. Unfortunately, this is a franchise in the same production house, Blumhouse. Yeah. So I think it's another case too where the first movie is so tonally different than like if you would take the last example of the franchise. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, Bloomhouse has a pretty good record of like, you know, like milking something into like the the pace that we're not a fan of, but then taking a chance on a fresh idea that actually is really cool. Like the new Halloween, dope. Yeah. Um, the Conjuring looked dope. Um, Paranormal think, Activity, think, even though I hated that movie and thought it was boring as shit, they took a chance on a film that was like kind of broke the mold and. But it's, it's the fact that they keep wringing it dry is what really kind of gets to me. It's like I think Bloomhouse's critical failure is their desire to wring every last coin out of a franchise until you're exhausted. I think because they, that's where I am right now with the franchise. I'm exhausted. If you think about it, though, The Nun made a gazillion dollars, and that's how they have the buffer to take risks on movies. It's that's, a, that's it's a, yeah, it's a risk reward yeah, tried and true that's, formula. That's you a have solid your, argument. your Michael Jacksons and you know your. There's huge a reason art. we have Mission yeah. Impossible Six, and then we also get stuff like Sorry to Bother You, which I know is like a independent thing. Right. But you know I what I'm mean, saying? Like studios can do that. Yeah, John's got a really good point on that. They you you make these crowd pleasing movies to bring in a bunch of money that lets you make risky movies. If you because no studio can survive just going. I mean, you're not going to bat a thousand on risky movies, and so if that's all you're putting out there, you're probably going to crash. Okay, that's a fair point. But as us as a podcast, we've done three. This will be our third Conjuring film in less than a year. It's so many fucking Let's go ahead and pump the brakes on it (laughs) until maybe the next one comes out, which is going to be 2019, 2020. What is you make Sonic 2019 so far away. You mean in four <laughs> months? <laughs> well, it's not coming out in January. Um, you want to know what's coming out, Garrett? We've off. still got The Crooked Man is uh, in the works. Yeah. Uh, Annabelle 3 has been announced. It's going to center around Ed and Lorraine Warren's daughter. And uh, it's going to be... I forgot was a thing until I rewatched this movie last night. And I was like, oh, yeah, they got a kid. Yeah, yeah, they could have cut that whole thing out. But From what I understand, it's going to take place right after they re- get the doll and put it in the case. That's where Annabelle 3 is going to take place in the timeline. That's stupid. Uh, we also have The Conjuring 3 is officially announced, and they're going to go through it in Ed and Lorraine Warren's you know case history and pluck out another you know true right. case they investigated, and that's going to be that, and that's going to be slated true to start case filming. in quotation. Right. I would, sure. Yeah, I like, mean, and I, I agree. I think that's too many. You're really, they're really killing it, but as long as they keep making money, then they can afford to I mean, to they got the Nightmare on Elm Street and, 9. They got the Jason 10. Well, yeah. Jason 9. I'm not going to count 10. That's a real Yeah, deviation. and maybe it'll re-pick up steam. I hold a higher opinion maybe of Annabelle Creation than Garrett does, but, you know, I think Annabelle there's still Creation something wasn't there. terrible, but it was not good. Like, I, I was like, I was like, eh. Again, I'm, I think I'm where Mark is. I'm like, I've seen the template. 
you either got to break the mold or you got to give me something so unique yeah, but involved I mean, with these all characters. Horror movies have templates. A Crooked Man might be interesting because it's a character that we know nothing about. It might be so different along with the yeah. same template. But uh, I don't know. I think the Crooked Man's going to be very nun-like. I think the next one oh, no that doubt. might be any good would After be After seeing what the nun three. did, I guarantee yeah. you we have a, a new defined get, template. The audience for the Crooked Man is going to be the same audience that Slender Man went for because it's, it's just a Slender Man knockoff. So I think our our best hope is The Conjuring 3 being any good, but we'll see. I got a couple of uh, notes on those upcoming films. They said The Crooked Nun's taken so long to gestate and develop because they want it to be different from anything else that's been done. They don't want it to be like The Nun. And The Nun and all these offshoots, they say give them license to try something different that isn't the haunted house formula that The Conjuring films are. Except The Nun was a haunted house. It was the haunted monastery. Maybe that's what they mean. Different haunted places. I I can see, like, looking at it, um, trying to put a positive spin on The Nun, I can see that they were trying to go for, like, a, and, you know, we talked about this in The Nun, like, a Van Helsing kind of different tone of the movie sort of horror movie that, I mean, it ultimately fell back into being yeah, a haunted monastery, but I appreciate that they tried to do something different, but they just fell too much onto modern horror tropes. Beat that shit to death. Uh, something I pulled up uh, on an interview with James Wan, the director on how this turned into a franchise. He says, it's all the fault of the superhero movies. Someone said, yeah. what if we could do the whole Marvel formula in a horror verse? And that's what happened. And I think they laid the foundation for that in the first Conjuring. Like, I think they right away knew that they wanted this to be a universe because I forgot uh, upon, you know, rewatching and sort of refresh my memory how much they talk about Annabelle. They talk about, oh, in the first Exorcist that you did and how something got taken out of Lorraine. Like, they laid the foundation for all these spinoff movies that we're seeing now. But I don't don't know if that was on purpose. I think they went back and watched movie one. It was like, how can we thread in Maybe. Uh, I don't know. know I, think, I think that was shoots. good writing to basically give you like, because again, you know me, I love a good backstory. A good writer will put enough detail in there to let you know, to develop that character without having to explain everything out. By saying she lost something on that particular case, by saying, you know, this time this happened, by talking about Maurice, you know. Oh, I'm not saying it doesn't you know, like, work. I'm, I'm saying, saying it like, works. I'm just saying I, yeah. I don't know if they had any ideas oh, when they wrote those stories. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a great you know? question. They I plugged it in really well then. I'll give them props for that. Yeah, I'll say this. They're not doing their, their expanded universe poorly. I just think that the movies themselves are becoming stale. I mean, there's a lot of cool visual stuff in The Nun that I thought was amazing looking, but the story and the acting was just like... Yeah, they clearly have the budget and they have talent in there. I just wasn't pleased with the script and, and the direction. A, and there was a lot of missed opportunities in The Nun, too. Like having that the, the sister play the, the character who we thought sure. was related to Lorraine. But anyway, yeah, I guess we'll see what they do. I mean, we can't stop that train. I mean, the money The Nun made basically means it's off the tracks and it's just going to barrel through yeah. whatever the fuck it wants. I but, mean, you know, I don't know that I'd want to because... Let them make and we, money, we make, and we yeah, then they gold. can be they Halloween. May, they may hit that one movie that we're just like, holy shit, dude! You guys, you know, that was actually right. really good. Take all that money, buy Friday the Thirteenth, <laughs> make some more stuff, and you can make all the we Conjuring films that. you want. We were like, why don't why don't wasn't Bloomhouse just like option the rights to a company would not want to like waddle into that and open themselves? Oh up yeah, for no liability. company's getting into a, yeah. a legal dispute. But no. Anyway, I was just saying, like, that's the kind of things I want these guys to do is like use that money to good use. They are put that doing money Halloween. to good use. Yeah. I hope I hope this movie 
is super successful and we see yeah. more like good reboots and things like that coming out if we're going to have to get a reboot Though anyway. this is going to come out like we're recording this before Halloween. This is going to come out after Halloween. So hopefully Yeah. Yeah, hopefully we're we're positive on yeah. it. You'll hear you'll hear our Halloween episode. What, what did you say the patented throw forward? Yeah, patented <laughs> throw that. forward. I love that. We need to put this shit on a shirt somewhere. The patented yeah. throw forward. With that, let's get into the conjuring from 2013. Rotten Tomato score of 86 by the critics, 82% of the audience score, directed by James Wan. He did Saw, Insidious 1 and 2, Furious 7 of the Fast and Furious franchise, and he's got Aquaman coming out soon. He's a good director. Those are all decent movies. Well, Aquaman, we'll, well see. Well, yeah, I mean, I can't uh, speak for what I haven't seen yet. But well, like, he's directing. He's not writing, so yeah. you can only do so much, Fair. but we'll see. This one stars Patrick Wilson as Ed Warren, Vera Farmiga as Lorraine Warren, Lily Taylor as Carolyn Perrone, and Ron Livingston as Roger Perrone. Here's what the back of the DVD has to say about it. You guys are going to like this. No, actually, I hope that's how it opens. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, stop me if you heard this one. You guys are going to like this. Based on true events, The Conjuring tells the thrilling story of ghost hunters Lorraine and Ed Warren who help a family terrorized by an evil spirit in their mysterious farmhouse. Concise, (laughs) that's it. Succinct, direct. I love it. I do actually really like that. We're not even going to play the music behind that. That's just going to be so short. There's no point. Yeah, that's dope. And it didn't go on and on about how great. I feel like the more the back of the box tells you the movie is good, the less good it's going to be. I do like that the DVD has a nice shot of Ed Warren with some headphones on. Yeah, he's (laughs) definitely jamming out to like some Credence. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That sweater, though, man. Yeah. It's clearly the early 70s. I like when we comment about visual things on the podcast that people are like, what the fuck is he talking about? That set, the set design and the costumes for The Conjuring are really solid. This Very is in a the moment. solid movie. Like, again, I am not a big exorcism ghost fan. This movie had a lot of visual stuff that I'm not thrilled about because... It did a good job. <laughs> I was sitting, I sat, I turned on every light in my house for a while and... Dude, this movie creeped me out too. I watched this one all alone. It was completely dark. And then like a train went by in the distance, I'm like, what the fuck's that sound? I was hyper aware. I'm looking at the dog. The dog's looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing? Did the train clap on its way out? It did not. It just sort of did its oh, own train Oh, God, things. I got so much to say about this piece of shit movie. <laughs> Hardly a piece of shit movie. I say piece of shit in the fact that it actually like showed me a lot of stuff that like made me super uncomfortable. Yeah, it was great. So so what is this movie? It's a haunted house blended with an exorcism story. It's kind of what it might I think it's is. Together so, at last. Yeah. They like going to this well because it's the same thing as Paranormal normal activity where it's demonic infestation they really go to this well a lot so it's not a haunted house because you can't leave and they really hammer that home in the paranormal activity and the conjuring it's haunting people but it's exhibiting itself i guess in the traditional way a haunted house would and they did a really good job of like giving you enough information to be like look we attempted to explain it and then like moving you along like if you don't accept that tough we're going forward like they didn't give you a chance to be like well that doesn't make sense or like Ah, that might be bullshit. Like they're like, this is why this is happening anyway, and you're like, oh, I guess I gotta accept it. Yeah. Or well, they had a good analogy. They said it was gum. It's like if you step in gum, it's gonna you're gonna bring some of it with you. So all right, yeah, cool. yeah. And I I actually like the uniqueness that this film centers around the ghost hunters. Yes. Whereas in your other haunted house movies, what have you, you know, it's not centered around the priests that come over and try to yeah. exercise the spirit. Amityville horror. <laughs> it centers around the family, right? Yeah. Here, we actually sit around the ghost hunting. I think that makes it more interesting. I agree. This movie did a really good job of it. Anybody who came in contact with this, like, this bubble were affected in some form or fashion, which I thought was really interesting. There's only one character in this movie that I didn't like, and it was Drew. Which one's Drew? The, the cop? The, uh, no, the, um, the little, like, um, 
the Asian guy. I can't remember his name. I think it was Drew, right? Was he part of their ghost team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was the, him, like, him and him, the cop were the like black light guy. He was he, okay. the, the cop was all like, I don't know if this shit's real. And he's like, Oh, it's real, bro. It drafted he was so barely face. in the film, I didn't have an opinion. I know, yeah. but he just he just was like snow so snarky about everything. It's like, yeah, you gotta understand these people are not like steeped. It's like when you talk to people about like comic books or something like that, they're like, What do you mean you didn't understand that Thor was actually from the third row? And you're like, Oh my god, dude, just cut me some fucking slack here. I'm new to this, you know. So the movie kicks off with the um, Annabelle yeah. scene that we but saw. But it's a retcon. Okay, I had problems with this because it didn't feel like it was what we saw in Annabelle. No, it totally wasn't. How they described it is they brought this doll into the house. But the doll is just a conduit to something that, like someone had died in that a particular apartment. And in the original, or in Annabelle, the movie, we see them, they're not an apartment, they're in a house. And the doll's not a conduit for like a demon, I don't know. Well, the thing was, is is in the original Annabelle, we did have that black demon imp thing. Yeah. It was picking up the oh, doll. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I think it actually was. But it was yeah. tied to... The girl who killed herself. We, we went into this yeah. in the Annabelle oh, episode, right. and we were like, what is it? Is it the dead woman? Is it the demon? Is so it a combination of the two? maybe the nurses live in the apartment that's at the end of Annabelle. Oh, the ones that find the doll in yeah. the store. Okay, yeah. that would make sense. So maybe, I mean, maybe that's... Yeah, no, that, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. The the woman, she gets it, and she's like, oh, I'm buying this for my niece or whatever, and then she gives it to the three girls who we see in The Conjuring. Okay. All right. So yeah, that's, no, no, that's, that's exactly... That actually works. That's exactly what okay. happened. I wish they had not shown so much of that Annabelle shit at the beginning, though, because, man, that, that story still freaks me out. Yeah. Well, at the time, that was all. there was no an, other Annabelle movies, so I think that oh, was no. just your way to... But, like, the banging on the door, and then, yeah. like, it's in the hallway. I was just like, no. When we came home, she was sitting in the hallway, but we had left her in the spare room. Get the yeah, fuck out of Yeah, what did the notes say? Like, I missed you. Oh, God. That Dude, was I so great. Right now. That just, oh, no. Yeah, and then it cuts to um, is that the like lecture? The, be like the angriest husband ever. Like, come home, like, did you leave this note for me, baby? <laughs> I need to know right now that you write this. Was it a doll? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I wrote that. I'm like, cool, we're good. Can I just say that again? We see people putting Annabelle in a garbage can instead of destroying the doll outright. Yeah, what's with that? Burn it down. Okay, stop it. You want to know how many times <laughs> I wrote "burn this fucker to the ground" in my notes? Yeah. But the doll is just a conduit. The That's evilness right. Unfortunately, would still it isn't going to work, remember, because yeah. it latched, the, the spirits latched That's to fine. the it people. latched on. Right. He's got to latch fact, on to somebody else then. They actually <laughs> cover create that. as much work as possible for they, these demons. They cover that in the conjuring, right? It's safer to leave the genie in the bottle. There's no such thing as Annabelle, and there never was. Ghosts don't possess such a power. I think what we have here is something extremely manipulative, it's something inhuman. It was a big mistake acknowledging this doll. And through that, the inhuman spirit tricked you. You gave it permission to infest your lives. What's an inhuman spirit? It's something that's never walked the earth in human form. It's something demonic. So the doll was never possessed? No, no, it was used as a conduit. It was moved around to give the impression of possession. Demonic spirits don't possess things. They possess people. It wanted to get inside of you. Whatever that the doll told these girls was all a lie. Yeah. It's all to get to them and possess them. This is going to be such a long episode. I'm so excited, but this is going to be a great long episode. (laughs) And then we get a spooky title screen and text crawl that explains Lorraine is a clairvoyant and Ed is a demonologist that isn't sanctioned by the church. Uh Uh-oh. Except they're like best friends with the church. Yeah, they're buddy buddies, but he's just not on the grid. I mean, you run in the same circles. It's 1971, and the, uh, what do we got? We got a family moving in. 
This is where we get into the haunted house oh, aspect yeah. of the movie. Does it cut straight to them moving in? Pretty much. Okay, yeah. I thought I missed yeah. something. I was like, wow. The, yeah, the moving truck pulls up, and I was like, did I miss a scene? Yeah, so they do their move-in stuff, your classic intro, and then, of course, the dog won't come in the house. Animals, dude, they know. Yeah. And so don't not own an animal, Garrett. I'm sorry that you're going to die in the process, but at least you'll know that the place is haunted. Are you wait? Whoa. Did you just tell me to get animals to use as like bait? As like well, the buffer? Hey, don't you remember back in the old days they'd have canaries in the submarine? Yeah. Coal mine, mine, coal mine, and submarines. Oh, that's right. They did have them in the submarines because okay. it was a, a gas leak and stuff. Exactly. Animals oh. are used for purposes. That's <laughs> the, all I'm saying. The dog wow. won't come in the house. And the, this guy's That's like, very ethical of you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love animals. By the way, we are now sponsored by PETA. Yeah. <laughs> so the guy's like, whatever, fuck you, dog. And it's like, nobody would say that to No, no. no to be fair, if, if you're dealing with an animal, <laughs> at some point you're kind of like, all right, do what you got to do. Then. No, I would be so concerned if my dog wouldn't want to come into the house. Agreed. I wouldn't just be like, oh, I'm going to chain you up outside then. I'd be like, all right, we're going to have to take you to the vet. Yeah, he shows yeah. no concern. Turn. Pick the dog up. Yeah, like, you're you're human. You can literally pick a dog up. Yeah, he sh- yeah. The dog wasn't like you know. This isn't a Great Dane here. Um, Cute dog though. It so was an adorable dog. The dog won't come in. The youngest daughter finds the carousel toy. Yeah, out by the the pier, music box. The music box under the yeah. hanging tree. Right, which we later find out is a super important place. Yeah, and the girls find a cellar. This all happens like the day one that they're moving. Right, in. they're playing this clapping game. Oh, fuck that clapping game. Everything about it. I hate, I mean. We're going to get to it, man, because oh, that's I my favorite that. scene. Uh, it's like a weird version of Marco Polo, but you blindfold yourself, and then you make the people clap. Yeah, it's actually like a you good. Get three, you get three t- chances to make them clap. It's okay. kind of a clever game. I'd never seen it or heard of it before the, the yeah, conjuring. Yeah, neither had I. I wonder if it was um, a real game before. I don't know, but it was. I'm sure. I thought it was clever. Um, yeah, so they. It was simpler times in 1971. <laughs> they stumble onto a cellar, and they're like, well, looky here. We've got some. And this part, I completely understand. They're like, we got some more squares square footage that's fucking awesome no no <laughs> that, okay i'm stopping you right there so they do the game and the girls are like you know like she's like clap and everyone goes like in the house or yeah. everyone claps so you that you can hear where they are and you got to kind of like blindfold person has to try to find them yeah and then one's hiding in a closet and she's like clap and the girl claps and then she like tackles her and then they break some wood on the wall yeah. inside this little closet where you find out they have a cellar now hold on I are, you, are you about to tell me that you're going to be upset that you're New purchase of a three bed two bath turns into a four bed two bath. Right. If you're yep. not in a horror movie, <laughs> you're gonna be like, "Nope, this is amazing." Sweet. Nope. Yeah. Guess okay. who got a man cave? Exactly. These, these are my notes. <laughs> Rule number one: If a cellar is ever boarded up, you leave that shit boarded up. Number nope. two: If there's ever anything covered in an attic or cellar with a sheet, uncover that shit immediately and never recover it. And number three: If your shit is haunted, you can totally burn it to the ground. Can you just undo a house purchase like that? <laughs> no. You I mean, have the to wheels sell of, it. The wheels of the, the wheels of business are turning. <laughs> yes, um, you, you have to sell your home. Yeah, burning it to the ground is like the worst option because you're not going to get homeowners. Well, I mean, for you that, know, so. there's a, I went with those like those farmers insurance is like 1971. We were there, you know, like the yeah. guy who's all like <laughs> a deer was in the pool. It's like you know, like some dude burned his shit to the ground because it was haunted. Yeah, your house you're going to be stuck with a mortgage and no house. That would suck. And then you'd find out later at the Motel 6 that the thing's already attached to you. Now you're being haunted in the ice machine. It wasn't attached to him at that point. I think it was. I think it already. I think it was, man. No. As soon as they released the, the thing. Probably as soon as the girl touched that music carousel box. Yeah. Uh, it's all hooked. Because okay. right away, the next day, she's like, oh, you have a new friend? And then this, there couldn't have been much time there. And she's like, oh, yeah, this well, is no, my friend he, he Robbie. Rips. It was Rory, I think. Rory. Rory, yeah, Rory, Rory yeah. Fingers. Um, so, Rory yeah. Fingers. <laughs> yeah, so he's like. Jim Sterling fans out there. No, um, so no, but the thing is, like, he they break the wood and he goes, 
hey, check this out. Starts ripping all the wood off the yeah. door to the cellar that's like boarded up. I would do the same thing. No one boards up a cellar or an attic with no good reason. Yeah, I would assume it's drafty or there's a leak or... Oh my God. He's like, I mean, do you hear yourself? Listen, do you hear yourself let me, right t- let me tell you the real truth is you're never going to buy a home without an inspection that would include the blueprint. So you're never going to find well, a huge Well, they said they bought it from auction, cellar. so maybe yeah, they just were You're still like, going to get an inspection of, on a home. I agree. Even in 1971. Yeah, this isn't like a... Like, you there know, should be a cellar here, but yeah. there's a wall. Guess that's the end of that mystery. Yeah, like, <laughs> butts right up to like what looks like a swamp. So yeah, you would definitely check the foundation in for like zero universe. Or... Also, where was their furnace? They were like, oh, here's the furnace. It didn't occur to them to wonder where the fuck was their water heater. So there was no. I mean, there's no way you're going to be surprised by a cellar. That's a, that's a fair point. A family, right. a family with five girls should do a little better digging yeah. before they just purchase a house. They're out like, in the look middle at this waterless, this water heaterless home we bought. <laughs> we're, we're somehow being, makes hot water. We're being nitpicky, but yes, I had a real problem where he was like, "Look, this thing's boarded up. I'm going to open it." And I was like, yeah. "No, especially yeah. not at night." If you're Why? really going to tear into no, it, Roger goes downstairs. He's like, "Look at all this great stuff down here. There's like a laser disc collection. <laughs> There's like the original trilogy." Star Wars down Look here on VHS. It's great. We're going to no. have a big garage sale. It's going to be fun. It's a bunch of shit covered in <laughs> sheets. And then the wife comes down. And she's like, oh, my God, this is going to take so much work to fix yeah. up and clean out. And he's like, yeah. And then it's like, oh, my God. Everything I about oft- that. We often insult people in horror movies for poor decisions. This is very realistic how two adults who just bought a home. Well, if you skip the fact that somehow they bought a home without even looking at the foundation or where the water heater was. Right. You got to re- sidestep yeah, that information. Or re- checking the history of. Would react to free like square footage on your home. Isn't there a law that says if someone was like murdered in a house or something like that, you have to disclose it? It varies by state. And okay. Yeah. I was like, how did how did like six people die in this fucking place? And a no lot of them were suicides. That's true. Suicides That's true. count as murder, like oh. per that law, you know. So mm. anyway, are you well versed in this? Let us know. We are, we are think, way off the rails anyway, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so night one, we start having bad smells in the house that are going to continue to happen anytime there's ghostly activities. <laughs> what? I just thought of that scene. Sorry, I freaked myself. Did that out. happen night we- one? Yeah, night one, bad smells in the house, and then the dog dies overnight. The next day, <laughs> the mom wakes up, and the older daughter's like, it smells like garbage in my room. And she's like, does it still smell like garbage? She's like, no, it's gone. She's like, well, then problem solved. Then they go outside, and they find out that the right. dog's dead. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because the dog was freaking out the night before. Yeah, and nobody after went the, to check after on After the thing him. got broken. See, that's another thing. When you break that wooden thing, then your dog starts freaking out consistently. Guess what? Problem. My, look, my number one, my grave mistake, I'm going to tell you right now. These guys are bad dog owners. Their dog wouldn't come into the house. He's freaking out, and they show no concern. They're like, we're going to chain you to a fucking tree, you mutt. It's like, you're a bad dog owner. You should be concerned about your dog. I'm lecturing these fictional characters. And if you were utilizing the dog for euphor- euphorical... Per- not euphorical. Euphorical. <laughs> what am I thinking? Are you licking dogs, Mark? I don't know. What are you thinking of? Um, if you're using your dog for its purpose of finding out if there's ghosts in here, you would pay attention. So, paranormal. Yes. I don't think paranormal. they. I don't think they bought the dog for that purpose, though. <laughs> yeah. No one goes to the shelter and is like, you know, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to the Austin like society and be like, yo, which one of these dogs is going to help me identify yeah, ghosts the fastest? ESP dog. <laughs> like, uh, it's going to be Pugsy over there. He's been here for 16 years. He always gets spooked. <laughs> um, so the dog's dead, and then they they yeah, know. and they're like, oh well, yeah, bummer. They're they, they, they just <laughs> they really so just nonchalant. Move on. Then you find out the little girl, the, the tiniest daughter. Oh, here's the best scene in the movie. Is like, like what she reveals that she has a yeah, friend. She's like, oh, I'm, I've, I made a new, she's like talking to her imaginary friend. And the mom's like, oh, did you make a new friend? She's like, yeah, it's my friend Rory. If you spin the box, you'll see him too. So she spins the box and, um, and she doesn't see him. 
cool. All right, there's a, a throw of expectations. Then the little kid's like, hey, play the clap game with me. No one will let me play. And the mom's like, oh, all right, fine. So then they play the clap game. And I think this is like one of the best scenes in the movie. Because so she's doing the claps, right? And she's like, all right, clap. And then the you know you hear a clap. And she's slowly making her way to where she thinks it is. And she's like, ah, I know where you are. Okay, clap. And then she opens this wardrobe. And she's like, all right, clap. And then, you know, clap right next to her head. And she reaches in the wardrobe and nothing is there. Yeah, that was that was pretty messed up. And then the daughter runs in from another room. She's yeah. like, what are you doing? You didn't find me at yeah, all. It was over in Jenny's room or whatever. Off. And it was just, I mean, the, they did a great job with the music and just building the tension throughout the whole thing. The lighting was great. Yeah, they did it a was, great job with all the, the build-up scenes. Like, yeah. everything in this movie has, is done pretty damn, like, perfectly. What and I don't it, get is, the after that, though, the mom's like, that's some weird shit, and just moves on with the rest of her life. Again, another instance where you're just like... Get rid of that fucking thing. It came with the she house. Just Guess assume what? she it's was gone. wrong. Like maybe my senses were yeah. playing tricks on me. But okay, then the next night, daughter starts sleepwalking. I'm like, oh, she hasn't sleepwalked in a long time. Here's some old ass information about sleepwalking. Don't wake them up. Uh, important PSA: you can totally wake people up. They're not gonna fucking die. I don't know why people think that. Um, just freak out and have a yeah, heart attack. You just, or just shake them, and they're like, "Oh, I'm awake now." Anyway, and she's like walking into this wardrobe. You hear her just banging and banging. Yeah, she's just walking. Banging. She's like asleep, like repeatedly, like trying to walk into it. Yeah, closed. All right, so now you had that weird clapping thing. Now your daughter's trying to fucking go to Narnia, like figure out what's happening here, Mister Tibbins. <laughs> let me into Narnia. We're also getting interspliced scenes with Ed and, and Lorraine Warren, kind of yes. giving us information on them, you know, them at the college giving, um, what, is what is it, infestation? Talks? Yeah. Something the three else? The three points, I wrote those down. Which brings us to the three stages of demonic activity. Infestation, oppression, and possession. Now, infestation, that's, that's the whispering, the footsteps, the feeling of another presence, which ultimately grows into oppression. The second stage. Now, this is where the victim, and it's usually the one who's the most psychologically vulnerable, is targeted specifically by an external force. Breaks the victim down, crushes their will, and once in a weakened state, leads them to the third and final stage, possession. But we actually see the scene that's tied into the nun. Yes. They say there's a French-Canadian that we had to uh, exercise. And there was a cross that he showed up on his chest. Well, that's the that's guy from the That's actually a little nun. bit later, though. That's a little bit later. Well, I'm saying this stuff is interspliced. Yes, yes, I'm okay. not going to touch on it again. I'm just okay, putting it out Okay, there. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they cut through all that. They cut to a cool scene. I actually like this. And I feel like they move away from it in other Conjuring movies where Ed and Lorraine are kind of portrayed in the original Conjuring as being much more skeptical. They're like, there's often a, a real reason for it. They show, they, they go to these people's homes. And they're like, oh, is this the sound you're hearing? And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, your attic's fucking drafty. Yeah, so, creaky floorboards next yeah. to a pipe. That's what's making your ghost sounds. And so they, like, are disproving hauntings. And it, it does a good job of, I think, building a backstory that then the rest of The Conjuring completely forgets about. Yeah, those are interesting. I want to see that, mo- yeah. like, more of that. Show me more of these, like, debunking things and they're doing. Stay I think I think the, the, the Warrens would have made a great, like, TV series, like a Netflix series. That would like, cool. like a X-Files, like, each week is a different story yeah. about a case that they did. Supposedly they've done 10,000, so there's a lot of episodes there. Yeah. Probably a lot of boring episodes there, <laughs> A lot of creaking <laughs> sure. floorboards. And so, but eventually they're, they're at a, um, no, what, how, why does the mom go there? 
Okay, no, I, I remember this. Okay. This is this is the part that's permanently embedded in my brain, okay. and I hate this so much. Oh, okay, I'll okay. let you explain it, yeah, but yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. now. So this is, the, this is the thing with the daughter, right? Oh, it's okay, so okay. good. So, dude, look, seriously, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, this is like, the, the famous, like... I don't, I don't know if you guys can... I don't know if you guys can... You guys can't see it, but, um, like, my hair is, right. like, standing on end on so my So we arms. do have to set one one thing before, right? So the dad gets, like, a job in Florida He's or a trucker, yeah. and he has to go drive a truck down to Florida... So he leaves, and then she gets crazy. Okay, so <laughs> this night, like, the daughter, the, the stuff has been going on, the weird smells, the cold, the random noises, and but everyone's just kind of playing it off as like, okay, well, that's a thing. Birds crashing into the house and killing themselves. Birds crashing into the house. Did they, they talk about that yet, or? It just happens. Okay, okay. Yeah. So um, the daughter, Alice, is it Alice? I think it's Alice. Yeah, there's seven, so it's like there's hard seven. to remember all the yeah, names. I don't know there's, any names. There's um there's two there's three rooms. One with the oldest daughter who's by herself, two other rooms where um the, the middle daughters sit in, and then the other room where the other daughters are in. And Alice is sharing the room with one of them, and then she hears a noise, and the door like kind of creaks, like there's a shadow. The door's open just enough to where you oh, can see yeah. the shadow behind the door, and there's like it's just dark. And then she looks up because she smells and she gets cold and she's like, she kind of like looks over in the corner of the room and she sees something. Now, I don't know if we ever actually saw it on the screen. From my screen, I could not see a figure. I couldn't see it either. But she has this look on her face of petrified terror. And she calls to the other sister. I can't remember her name. She's like, what are you doing? Do you see it? Someone behind the door. What? There's someone standing over there. I, I don't see anyone. It's looking right at us. Because the door like kind of creaks open a little bit more. Still black shadow. You can't see anything. This girl deserves so much credit for doing this acting job because I was terrified for her. And then the other sister wakes up. She's like, what's wrong? And she's like, you don't see him standing over there. He's looking right at me. And they keep cutting back to it and you don't see anything. So your eyes are trying to play tricks on you to see something because that you want to see something. But it looks like there's nothing there. Then the daughter's like, all right. I mean, the, the other sister like gets up, walks over. There's like, there's nothing here. And like stands in the darkness and like turns around to the sister and is like, there's nothing here. And she's like, look, look, there's no one, there's no one here. See? Ugh, it's that smell again. Oh my God. It's standing right behind you. He's right behind you. He, and like, Dude, it's it is gut wrenchingly scary. Yeah, that is a scary scene. And then at that point, the door slams shut. Right? Yeah. And they start and they screaming, start screaming, their screaming heads bloody off, murder. Yeah. The mom gets up, runs to the room. The door won't open. She like kind of knocks it open, goes inside. She's like, "What's wrong?" And she's like, "There's someone over there." Yeah. Yada yada yada. Like it. This happened a little bit earlier before they, she goes to find the Warrens, but that is a really scary yes. scene. So that happens, and then is it the same night or is it a different night where I she gets like a, the clap game? Yeah, I think it's a different night where she hears yeah. clapping and she's like, oh, "Fucking kids!" She's Go like, to "Guys, bed. you're supposed to be in bed." She starts walking around the house. She's 
trying to chase down this clap game. Then she quickly, she goes and looks and all her kids are asleep, which they're in their beds. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and so she, she's kind of like, what the fuck? That's weird. Yeah. And then she's like, you know what? I'm not going to call the police or do anything really. I'm just going to keep following these claps. And she hears, you know, rustling or whatever. Um, and then is this, I think this is when she, yes, yeah, sees, she doesn't see anything, but she hears someone run down the stairs and all her pictures fall. Yes. And that, so she goes downstairs. Yeah. Why does she do that? I don't know. But yeah, she goes downstairs and she hears it in the in the basement. Who is that? And she's like, all right, I'm going to go in the basement. Continuing a series of poor decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And she goes down there and, of course, the basement door slams shut. And she then, falls down the stairs. Yeah, man, she took quite a tumble. She gets to the bottom of the stairs and like as she's looking through this basement, still with things covered in sheets, yes. which you don't do, um, she sees like a little kid's ball like roll out towards yeah. her or something like that she freaks out runs up the stairs the door won't open yeah. she takes the matches the power that were, goes out or something because it then it becomes it's like pitch black in the basement but the, the, the light bulb explodes yes okay there you go the light bulb explodes she runs up the stairs lights a match and it's like that creepy lit where you can just yeah. see her face it's really good and then um the voice says like let's play or something like that or why won't you play with me or something like yeah, that yeah something about playing and then like and she's looking down the stairs where the voice came from and then right behind her over her like left shoulder out of the darkness comes two hands and they go like next to her face she loses her shit then it cuts to the exterior of the cellar door frantically trying to be open yeah. it is locked okay. while so, this is happening the daughter is sleepwalking upstairs the daughter's sleepwalking oh, walking into right. the the the, the yes. um the wardrobe. the wardrobe again. She looks up. Yeah, and, and there's then, like a and it's grudge the boy. mom, right? Someone no, else. The, I think it's, it's the, the witch. Ro- yeah. Oh, it's the oh, it's the, yeah, it's the witch. Yeah. Like she slowly, the camera pans up and on top of the wardrobe, like crammed between yeah. the ceiling and the top of the thing. I hate people crammed in place. They're that not was supposed a to be. Great scare. The daughters start screaming. Yep. The 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 mom runs upstairs or something like that. No, she's right? still trapped in the basement. So oh, everyone's screaming in this, this whole point, house. At this point. The the husband comes home, busts open the cellar, grabs his wife, hears the girl scream upstairs, yeah. runs upstairs, and he's like, someone tell me what What's the happening? fuck is going on. And I mean, that is the most accurate response because <laughs> he's lost. He just looks like, I, I need to do something. I want to do something. I don't know what to do. Someone has to tell me what's yeah. going on. And every woman in that house is just losing Screaming, it yeah. for fair reason. Yeah. I'm not saying they're hysterical women. I'm right. saying these are validly scared people. Uh, this event is what gets them to go find the Warrens. So the, the wife goes out and is went, sitting in one of the lectures and we find out about the three stages, infestation, oppression, and possession. And she begs them, please come check out my house. There's crazy fucking shit going on. Yeah. And they reluctantly agree. Right. Ed doesn't want her to because something happened to Lorraine in an exorcism prior that they don't ever actually touch on in the film. But she, he says every time it happens, she loses a pieces of herself. Yep. It takes something out of her, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah it convinces them to go, and then they come to the house, and, like, everyone had has moved into the living room. They're checking the joint out, walking yeah. around, and shaking like, the kids down for cash. Checking all the boxes, <laughs> like, oh, the thumping comes in three? Oh, that's probably insulting God, and oh, all the clocks well, stop funny, at a certain time. Well, it's funny, they start out time. very cynical, like, oh, this is probably just a growing right. pain to the house. Which and then I it's like. like the thumping comes in three, and then like they keep giving these like side eye looks yeah. to like the 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 Perones, like three, 
Fuck, that might be a thing. And then, when did the clock stop? 307? All of the clocks? Yeah. You know, like, it smells? Hmm. hmm. Yeah. These are all telltales of haunting. And then she, like, fucks with the music box, and she goes to the tree, and she's like, yo, someone's really fucked up here. And it's like, ah, I guess we're going to have to help him. And, and Lorraine goes around. outside, and yeah. she, well, she, Lorraine goes yeah. outside next to a tree. Yeah. And she's like looking pretty frantically up at something. And then she's like, you see feet at some point just yeah. dangling next to somebody's shoulder. Yeah. And, and Ed walks up and he's just like, what's going on? And it she's like, her. there's a dark, dark presence here. Creepy. And the yeah. movie does a fantastic job of replaying the events that just occurred, but now showing you what Lorraine saw. Yes. All the ghostly images. They the, intersplice the, those really well. The bot, the disembodied shadows standing behind the kids as they were interviewing them and talking to them. And she's like, no, this is some serious shit. Yeah. It's like, we got to fix it. So through this, they decide to set up the recording. They're going to start their ghost hunting uh, because they need to find proof to get an approved exorcism of the house. By the church. Right. So that's the whole point of them bringing in their ghost team, the off-duty cop, Which and all I those guys. Which I thought was really well done because normally it's all like, oh, we got to do an exorcism, let's go. And it was like, no, we're not allowed to do this. We have to get permission. But to do that, we actually have to have proof. And they see some fucked up shit. But like, Ed's like, look, that could be, cons- like, I'm not sending half proof to them. We have to be definitive. And right. so they're gathering information. You learn a little bit about the family, the history of like the mom yeah, it's and your the daughters. Classics. You know, exposition dump parts. You know, they do an interview with the wife on tape, and her voice does not come over to the tape, and it's just Ed talking to himself. That part was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, is that the part where, like, okay, yeah. So, like, they do this. They're like, okay, we'll take this data and we'll kind of look into it. They get back to the house. Ed's like, here, listen to this. Her voice didn't pick up at all. Yeah. He plays a tape. He asks questions, and there's dead silence. Then the tape starts playing on its own. And it's him asking a question, and then it's like this, like, and, oh, it's 3.04. You look at the clock, it's 3.07, which or is seven, the time yeah. that everything's been shutting off at the house. And they're like, okay, we got to go get some fucking hard proof. Like, they set up yeah. cameras. and Well, this is the scene that we actually get the info dump on what happened in the past that's causing all this. Right. Because yeah. Ed's like, hey, did you find anything out? And Lorraine's like, mm, yeah, kind of. Here's what I got. House built in 1863 by Beth Shiva, sister of Marytown Esty, who was a Salem witch. Uh, Beth sacrificed her seven-day-old and committed suicide at 307 while claiming her love of Satan and cursed anyone to try, that was trying to take their land. So after that, anybody who was buying plots of the original estate commits suicide right. and become ghosts. That's they got broken up into like six houses or yeah. something that all have terrible shit happening. Yeah, so that is kind of, the, that's the, the infestation, the haunting, yep. the, the demon, I guess. Yeah, so then they go and they're like, all right, let's do our kind of ghost hunting thing. And they set up cameras that'll you know drop and then the movie kind of pauses for a while while they're trying to get proof and it's really just like you know you see like a breakfast scene and all this kind of shit but i think he did a great job of pacing the movie i i I like the slowness sometimes it's a good setup the mood the atmosphere is all being laid down for the final you know and little creepy shit happens like so lorraine is like taking down laundry i guess they've kind of moved in with these people to capture everything they're hanging out to make sure they can capture everything and so she's taking down laundry um you know just like bed sheets and so a storm comes in so she starts pulling everything down and then um like a one of the sheets escapes and gets caught on an invisible figure that 
is kind of the outline of a man. And she looks into the window and there's a form in the window yep. that's looking back at her. And this is when... And this is um, when the mother becomes fully possessed. Bam. Yep. She gets like vomited into her mouth. By the witch, which was Bathsheba, I yeah. think is what they said her name was. Bathsheba. And so then finally, like one night, shit really hits the fan and goes like crazy and a, people's hair gets pulled. And they're like, all right, we got what we need. We're going to the church. Yeah, it was like I felt like they had enough like up to then, but like yeah, the the mom loses her shit, fully possessed. She's like not doing great. She's got bruises all over yeah. her body and stuff like that. Well, the witch possesses the mom to kill the child. Yes. And so the the the, the unseen figure grabs this daughter and is like fleeing her around the room, yeah. dragging her by her hair. At that point they're like, "We've got the proof we need." Let's get the fuck out. They take the family to a hotel at that point. Yeah. Yo, this is, they show the priest a video, and he's like, yo, this is some crazy shit. All right, I'm going to go talk to the Vatican. <laughs> Ed and Lorraine are doing their thing. The demon attacks uh, June, which is Ed and Lorraine's kid. And this, John, you and me had a conversation about yeah. this, and I think this is probably the weakest part of the film that could have been cut, Yeah, was the unseen threat to the uh, Warren's daughter. Right. That forces them to go back home and stop a chair from hitting That's her in the head. Right. That was right. so fucking pointless. It was yeah, they could have cut that out. The whole thing could have been cut, but yeah, they have to rush home and like they find June, who's their their daughter, is she's like wandering around but you think for okay, she's not a she's a child. That's dumb. She's, she's like not 12, a child. 12 or but 13. she should be smart enough to at this point to be like, yo, I live I understand that my parents do some creepy shit. I should raise an alarm if I see creepy shit happening. Instead, she wanders around the fucking dark house as this entity is teasing and attacking her. And Lorraine like senses it and they rush home. And at the last second, yeah, they save her from getting hit with a chair, which would have hurt, but I don't think would have killed her. The daughter daughter sees a figure holding Annabelle in the chair and the Annabelle doll looks over at her. And then like they're already on their way home. Ed and Lorraine are on the way home because they had a vision luring Ed and Lorraine out of the... Right, because as soon as they save her from the chair, they get a call that's like, yo, I don't know what happened, but my mom stole the daughter, and now they're gone. And then yeah. everyone's like, oh, they went to the house. But I think that part could have been cut, yes. and we could have saved some time. I mean, they could yeah. have gone to there's Burger ways. King. Like, there's, yeah. a, they, they, there's a thousand that would have saved like 20 minutes of runtime that didn't need to be there. Yeah, there's definitely some of that. And so they come back to the house. The mom is fully possessed yeah, at this point. Yeah, and that point. shit just gets crazy. And, and to Ed, me, Ed is like, I'm going to do this myself. We can't wait for the church any yeah. longer. If we don't do it now, somebody's going to die. I think this is the weakest part of the movie, and I think it is a problem that all future Conjuring films have. Their third acts are just... Hmm. I do like the part where she's floating in the chair, though. Like yeah, they tie her cool. up in the cellar, the worst place to do it, yeah. which was clearly a place of demonic activity. And then the chair starts floating in the air, and they've got the mother all bundled up. It turns upside down, and then drops. Well, doesn't her she? On her well, head. I think I think she takes the daughter down there to kill her. Yeah, and that's why they're in the cellar, and they're like, "Well, we're here. We might as well just tie her up and do the thing down here." Yeah, and she fucks like everybody up. And we did miss a part where they discover like a secret cave section of the house where they were dead things have been or are. And that's where she's surprised the daughter ends up and then Lorraine and oh, what a, I just don't it's, like it's the so end, convoluted. Man. It's so convoluted, but yeah, so they can't find the daughter and then the mom's just like, fuck it. You know, like I'm the demon now. And they're like, Oh, well that's no problem. We'll take care of this. They tie her up. They're trying to do the exorcism. They're like getting her out. Then at the same time, um, drew is looking for, is looking for the daughter. I think it's April. April and then finds her buried in the underneath the floor in the kitchen or something like that. She's like, I found the daughter at that point. The demon inside mom loses her shit. Like, okay, fuck. They got my sacrifice. I'm going full on right now. 
Sante Michele Cantoni. Contra Nequitia met insidious Diabli Escom Presidio. Carolyn, don't give in! Don't let her take it! Ed! Gotta stop killing us! Go! No, he can't! So she starts flipping the chair upside down, attacking them, knocking furniture over, trying to yeah. crush them. Um, while Drew she, like, breaks into the wall, though, because yeah, she's the there mom, to like, almost stab the daughter. into the wall and is like climbing through the hidey holes to like get to the daughter before they can get her out of the. Yeah, floor. this house really needed an inspection. But anyway. And mm, then yeah. um, Lorraine gets knocked into the walls or something. Like no, that, that happened early, way earlier. Okay, yeah, what yeah, happens yeah, yeah. this time is Lorraine goes up into the kitchen and then like puts her hand on the mom's head and is like, "Remember the beach scene?" Because they talked. Oh about yeah, yeah, it was a photograph. Remember how much her, you love your family yeah, yeah. and the yeah. memories and stuff like that. And then the husband's like holding her hand yeah or like you know like yeah holding her hand through like the walls and this Ed's is inside like the walls still doing his fucking exorcism shit and then the demon leaves yes the demon <laughs> <Yeah>. leaves <laughs> they exercise the demon and the mom's like oh my god what have i done yeah, he cries also I love you so much blah 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 i have a real problem with exorcism movies when everyone's like oh the demon's been exercised from this woman or whatever or this person and then everyone's like yeah, we're cool again. That kid was all like, hey, mom, how's it going? I was like, I would be a little more skeptical of my crazy ass mom who just tried to murder me. I think I'd be like, yeah, okay, I understand that shit may be out of you right now, but we're going to play it Sort slow. of like Hereditary. <laughs> we're going to play it real slow here. You're going to have to earn my trust back. They got a, the Warrens have a new trinket for their shelf. Yep. They put the toy box carousel thing there. The music box, yeah. And, and then the it's another. Ends, right? There's a some text on the screen about Ed saying there's a battle between God and evil or some bullshit. Yeah. It's like the end. I agree with you, John. the The last act is the weaker of the it's, film. It's, it's very yeah. convoluted. Yeah, there's just a lot going on. It plays out better visually and, with it in front of you, but us trying to describe it, there's so much that's yeah. similar to stuff that's happened before in the movie that it's it's easy to get confused. This about is a it. fairly long movie, and we didn't cover all, like everything. Because I mean, we'd be here for just a really watch long the movie. Time, yeah. yeah, we could take approximately an hour and forty two minutes to. Uh, Tell you about this hour and 42 minute movie. Yeah, there's but some good effects that we didn't touch on, like when they're trying to drag the possessed mom out of the house, like rope burns start appearing on yeah, her like neck. Yeah, like her skin starts like healing. The, the, the demon, demon is like, actually tearing her apart from not letting her release yeah, from like, the house. The yes. demon will kill her before they let her leave here. There's so much good, scary visual in this movie, and the actors and actresses are really good. Yep. Um, Sound is well done. Yep. The visuals are all good. I really love this One movie. One thing they didn't do that they did in The Nun and Annabelle creation is the, um, the tension stings when they like like jump scares and stuff, they didn't pump the volume to insane levels. Which I appreciate. Yep. Yes, I hate that so much. The, I was wrong on how it ended. It ended in the lamest way possible. Remember the toy box is playing and you see the window, or the, the the little oh, the mirror. mirror. Inside the toy box. Yeah, and that's how it ends. And then it ends, but you don't see anything. And then they make the jump scare, dun-dun sound. And that's actually mm. the end of the movie. So basically the box has still got some entity in it for the Conjuring 17. Which is now inside Ed and Lorraine's house in their... Right, but they get their house blessed every month. It's fine. You know. I think Conjuring 4 is just going to be the Ghostbusters scene when the firehouse goes up and all the <laughs> beasts, creatures blow out of the firehouse and it's like... This is it! This is the sign! Yeah, it's a sign, all right. Going out of business. Ow! Lorraine's, you, you, your, your unit exploded. You didn't have a license. <laughs> Tell him about the Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I recommend the film. Highly. Everybody should watch this one. 
I, if you've seen the other ones and not this one, I don't know why you did that. Because yeah, this is the best one. It, Evaluate your decision making. It definitely is the best of all the Conjuring Universe movies. Yeah. Um, hands down. Um, I thought it was a really good movie. I definitely, like I said, the second and third watch, it's going to seem a little bit longer than you remember it being. But for like a first watch, wow, it's it's impactful. It Top really 10 got me. for me. I don't, I can't speak more highly of it. I don't I, like the supernatural stuff at all. It freaks yeah. me out. And this one did a really good job of like really not forcing it down your throat, but really giving you enough of a taste where you're just like, oh, wow. They this do it is so well. Up. And as listeners probably know, that's like my favorite kind of horror is supernatural horror. So this, and this one just executes almost flawlessly. It falls apart at the end, but a lot of horror movies do that. Third acts for horror movies, that's a tough one. I know this isn't technically a, a straight up haunted house movie, but if someone was to say, recommend me a haunted house movie, I'd probably direct them at this one. I agree. Because this is better than any other haunted house movie we've watched. Yeah. I think the, you know, the canonical answer would be like, oh, go watch the original Amityville horror. But if you're just getting into horror, a 1970s haunted house movie is going to bore you out of your mind. It is. I thought The Conjuring is a good starting yeah, point yeah, for a supernatural like, horror kind of, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah good, good, good call. Now, what's sure. the grave mistake you guys got, though? I think doing the whole exorcist thing at the end, I don't, I mean, it's tough to say that's a grave mistake because I don't know what they could have done instead. That's a linchpin of what he's supposed to do, though. So. so, but it's just, I don't know. I feel like it was so weak. I don't know how they could have ended it otherwise, though. Almost nothing, I guess. I mean, I really don't like the third act, but I might be hammering it to be worse than it actually is because this whole movie I thought is great. So I don't know. I don't think I have one. Anything would be nitpicky. I can't really think of anything that took me out of it per se. So get an inspection of your home. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. The very ending was my grave mistake. Like it goes from like everything that just went down to the music swells up in a really happy way. The sun's shining. The family's hugging. The daughter comes up and like gives like a thank you to Ed and Lorraine. I mean, it's such a sappy, feel-good ending that feels like tacked on. Like it feels like they ended the movie, yeah. tested it, and people were just like, wait, that can't be the end. They're like, oh shit, we gotta add something real fast. Cause I mean, it goes from like dark. They're, they're like hugging to, on the porch. Oh, and the music sw- it's so, it's so cheesy. Like the feel-good cheesy endings. I was just like, dude, you can suck my nuts. I was like, <laughs> I was like, it should no one should be everyone's just acting like they don't have a care in the world. After everything you've just been through, you're yeah. getting a little time to basically be that happy again. And Ed and Lorraine are just standing there like, all right, good job. Work well done. Go like us. A, you realize that's gonna take a huge toll on your wife. B, you just saw some shit, bro. And it was just like, everyone just like just forgot everything that happened for the past two hours and everyone's just happy. Ed and Lorraine's defense, they've seen shit a lot though. This is old hat to them. The rest of the family should be like fucking shaken to their core. So I agree. But to them, they're like, ah, another job well done. Especially since it said like it it attaches to you guys and follows. It's not the house. I'd be more terrified. So I guess I agree though. Call me a skeptic, but I'd be like, yo, let's, uh, do I have a warranty on this? Like how long do I have before I need (laughs) 90 day? Are you guys available for house calls for 90 days? Because we're ready to believe you. This movie was shot on a twenty million dollar budget. It grossed three hundred nineteen point five million. So. God, someone bought a house with that. Someone bought a pool, and we made a franchise out. Probably of it, with a so. surprise basement. 
<laughs> hey, surprise seller. Guess who's got more square footage? I'm going to buy a house and just board up the cellar just so if anyone asks, like, what's that? I'd be like, that's my I'd be board hell impressed you find a house with a cellar in Austin. Yeah. That'd be dope. Speaking Custom of the dope. house, there you go. the current owners of the house have lodged a lawsuit against James Wan and the Warner Brothers production on the grounds that their property is being vandalized constantly as a consequence of the film. Um, Entertainment Weekly obtained documents in which the owners affirmed various invasions and numerous objects affiliated with satanic cults are being found (laughs) around their house. Um, The lawsuit also has revealed that the current owners bought the house in 1987 and lived in peace until 2012. So that's an unfortunate circumstance. Yeah, so that's it's, I fair. think there's like a double stupid thing happening here. One, people, it's a fucking movie. Nothing actually happened on that home. Uh, and two, it's not really the Conjuring's fault. People are harassing your home. Like, well, it's, it's kind the of conjuring. it's kind of the Conjuring's fault because like it's like the same people who sued um, the people that made Breaking Bad who live in that house in yeah. um, New pizzas. Mexico. They keep having pizzas thrown on their roof, and they eventually had to like close move. the house. Yeah, they yeah. had to move and sell the house. Listen, and it's like it says at the end of the credits, the very small font that oh, this here is we a go. pretend thing and any similarities, any similarities <laughs> related to persons fictional or it's real undoubtedly why they put it there is just oh, for lawsuits like this yes but at the same time there's a very good argument to be made people watching movies can we stop stalking the real life peoples yeah, of these the places fuck? this is just fucked up well, and let the Amityville house right didn't that house yeah like, they have like had to remove the windows and put in normal windows yeah that's crazy. way to go way to fuck up a good thing I know. y'all but this isn't the only lawsuit. There's Get another out. one. Um, oh, wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah. Gerald Brittle, author of the 1980 book, The Demonologist, about Ed and Lorraine Warren, filed a lawsuit against the Warner Brothers and New Line uh, directors James Gunn regarding the film. He- James Wan. What did I say? James, James Gunn. Gunn. That'd be a very <laughs> different movie. I'm running out of gas, guys. I was, we've been at this. Um, yeah, a lawsuit against them and James Wan in regard to the film. Brittle claims that the film, along with subsequent sequels and spinoffs, infringed on an exclusive contract he had with the Warrens to make any content based on their uh, cases. So I don't know, I don't know enough to, to make a comment on that, but whatever. It obviously has not slowed him down. So You said Lorraine's still alive. Maybe she can resolve this. Maybe. Probably not, though. She's like 92. I'm probably sure the got who cash money off of this franchise. I mean, they just made The Nun, and they have two more in production, so that guy's lawsuit is not slowing him down at all. Three more in production. So, yeah. it's not. I'm guessing there's not a lot of meat to that lawsuit, or we'd be much more in like a Friday the 13th situation where everything's paused. That's true. Maybe, or to pump them out as fast as possible before we have to stop. Yeah, but then you'd get residuals on all that those movies, though. That's true. That's true. Well, anything else on this? Nope, I'm spent. Okay. Well, it's good to go. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.